I'm Alicia. And I'm Ashley. And we are Murd Nerds. Hello there, Murd Nerds. If you're already a friend of the podcast, nice to see you sticking around. We like that. We so, like when you do that. I do. I like it when we you like come you. back for more. Thank you for that. So um, we love you. We're proud of you. We're glad you're here. But if you're new, we could learn to love you. We will love you. As long as you stick around, put your time in. Mm-hmm. Like everybody else has, I'm sure. My name. <laughs> I tried to lasso. I got lassoed. <laughs> I tried to lasso her with my mic. Okay. My name Sorry. is Alicia and my co-host is Ashley. And Hi. joining us is our producer and editor, Jeremy. Sup. I'm sure they could learn to love you too. Damn, I really skipped the pleasantries last week, didn't I? <laughs> I had to fucking introduce anybody. <laughs> Here at Murder Nerds, we're a little show that covers cases of the unsolved, missing, and downright strange within true crime. Each week, either myself or Ashley cover a story that we just found fascinating. But before we jump into the stories I researched this week, stories, plural, Ashley, Jay, how you guys been? Great. Been pretty good. Life is wonderful. Do you know what? I have learned to love three Floyd's beers <laughs> after just two. <laughs> two of them. She is I don't a, mind him. I don't mind him now. She is an Alpha King mama now. Alpha King Mofka. You know, it's 6.66% alcohol, which... This is not an ad. I very much appreciate. But we would take a sponsorship. We would. From three Floyd's. Three Floyd's. What up? Okay, You're in sorry. Indiana. We're in Indiana. It's true. We are it's... local businesses. We're not wearing pants. You're not wearing. Wait, no. <laughs> that was Donald Duck. That was. Uh. <laughs> it always goes back to Donald Duck. <laughs> now I've been feeling a little frisky lately, and I want to do shorter stories with a common theme. Yes, you all know how I like to mix it up a bit here and there. So this week I'm going to be cumber- cumbering. <laughs> oh, cumbering. <laughs> That's a new week, one. I'm going to be covering some of the deaths that have occurred at the happiest place on oh, Earth. Yes. Wear pants. My house. <laughs> Disneyland. Disneyland. No. This is a companion piece um, to the episode that I did on mine and Jay's other podcast, The United States of Paranormal, where I talk about some of the hauntings that are said to be within Disney. And I'll be covering some other Disney-themed episodes here and there, like conspiracies and like wild myths about Disney. Dude, and nothing gets me better than a Disney World conspiracy. Nothing gets you going quite like a Disney conspiracy. <laughs> I love that shit. So, a little backstory about Disney, but not too much because it, it's a lot of information. And to be frank, it kind of gets confusing, and I don't want any Disney adults coming after me. So, I was under Disney the impression. Disney adults? <laughs> yep. Okay. They're a lot like furries. <laughs> Do you know what a Disney adult is? No. A Disney adult is somebody that's an adult, and they're like obsessed with Disney to like a creepy point. Is a uh, Nightmare Before Christmas Disney? Yep. My sister's one of those. It, Disney's like a Disney adult is like all <laughs> right, right. over Disney, like right. everything. Gotcha. Like I saw this girl on TikTok who her entire house <gasps> is Disney themed. Oh yeah, they they have the engagement rings too that are crazy. That's yeah, the wrong hand, but that those is, are nice. Like her her bathroom sink was like I think it was the genie's uh, lamp. Oh, you turned it on and the water came out of it. Yeah. Okay, that would be oh, cool. cool. Each room was a different theme. Like there was a Little Mermaid room. Was she an uh, entrepreneur? I, aka drug dealer, right? No, I, <laughs> come on, <laughs> come on. I don't think so. I don't know what she did. I think she was, afford a sink like that. All her doorknobs were like from uh, Alice in Wonderland. Or is it Alice? No. Yeah, Beauty right. The with the face. Oh, oh, yeah. Maybe they're yeah. Both. Alice in Wonderland because she turns his nose like no. Sorry, that's just the noise. <laughs> it's like a memory. <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, I don't want any Disney adults coming after me. Um, and I was under the impression that there was just like Disneyland and Disney World, and then like one in Tokyo, one in Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. But actually, there are twelve Disney parks across the world, and six of them are in the United States alone. I did not know. Can that. you break that down? Do you know where? Disneyland, the first park, opened its gates to public guests on July 17th, 1955 in Anaheim, California. And it's like California Adventure 
I don't know. I just know Disneyland is like the main thing that right. you kind of call there's all like of them. Sub but there's subparks. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And the same thing for Disney World in Florida. Um, but Disneyland, this was the only park of the 12 that was designed and built under the watch of Walt Disney. Walt created Disneyland after he watched his daughter ride the carousel in LA's Griffith Park. Um, after seeing like the clean, good fun that they had, he decided he wanted to create a safe, friendly environment for children and parents to enjoy and have fun together. Mm-hmm. So Walt wanted to create a place of pure happiness, the most magical place that anyone could ever imagine. Magical. Mm-hmm. And if you learned anything from the two sap episode mm-hmm. that Jeremy did today, it also um, had to do with trains because Walt Disney really liked trains. So that's part of why Disney was created. In 1965, Walt announced that he wanted to create Disney World. His idea was to add an additional park that people on the East Coast could enjoy, like he had seen so many Westerners enjoy Disneyland. So he also had an idea that he could create a perfect little world right there in Florida. It was going to be more than just an amusement park. He wanted golf courses, hotels, shops, and an all-around perfect destination for anyone needing and wanting to escape from the real world. Especially being in Florida. Yeah. I mean, come on. <laughs> Disney parks are pretty huge. Disneyland is only 500 acres, but Disney World is 27,000 acres. <laughs> bigger than a total of 17 countries. Like, Disney World is bigger than 17 other countries. Isn't that crazy? No, are you serious? The one in Florida. Yes. Is bigger than 17 just countries. just a little yes. panhandle. Yeah. Guess how many people go to Disney Park? Go to a Disney park oh, in the U.S. each year. Each year. Uh, a Disney park or just Disney World? A Disney park so any in of the United the, States. Okay, so any of the six. Okay. I have um, a guess. I have a guess. You go first. You want me to go first? Yeah. 600,000. No, wait. 666,666. That's my guess. I'm going <laughs> to... <laughs> Sorry. Wow. I'm gonna go. No. With, I'm gonna go with three point five million. Really? These in the millions? No. <laughs> Is it more? An average of seventy-six million people go to either Disney World or Disney every Disney year. Boom! That's a shit ton of people. That's so much money. <laughs> For real. Oh my god! And with that amount of people attending these places, which are basically their own little little towns, you're bound to have some accidents, right? Woof! Oh my god, that's so many people. How so many, many people? How many every year? Seventy six million people attend a Disney park <gasps> oh in the god. United States. Okay, every you day. only went six hundred thousand. Holy <laughs> shit! I should have went sixty six million. Jesus, you better be closer than Jeremy. I know, right? <laughs> my god. Okay. I thought I was jumping the gun at three and a half million. Seriously, I did too. Within Disney, they use the term incidents to refer to major accidents that lead to serious injury or an injury that leads to death while on an attraction or within the park. These incidents fall into one of four categories. One, wrongdoing on the guest part, so if they aren't following directions or instructions and purposely disobeying park rules. Um, Two, result of a health issue, whether it be a known issue or an unknown issue, like they have like heart conditioning or something else. I don't know. Or like epilepsy and they go inside like a yes. weird thing. Yeah. yeah. Park negligence. So either a ride malfunctioning or re- irresponsibility of the operator or cast member or just a generic accident. Something that just happens and there's no fault of anyone or anything. So these are the deaths and seriously wild injuries that have occurred at Disneyland and Disney's California Adventure. In a future episode, I'm going to cover Disney World because they are... There's seriously like a lot of incidents that yeah, go on. Yeah, Florida, you gotta. You gotta it's twenty seven thousand acres, so it's yeah. much bigger. Mm-hmm. Um, so this is going to be split into a couple episodes, like in the future. It's not like you have to listen to one to listen to the other or anything, but I'll and cover it's not it later. like you're gonna do your next Disneyland one like two weeks from now. It's just no, like, it's you're just, just gonna. I feel yeah. like it. <laughs> So the first incident that resulted in a death within a Disney park was in May of 1964 at Disneyland. So Disney made it nearly 10 years without any serious incidents that have been documented. Mm -hmm. This situation involved the Matterhorn located within Fantasyland at Disneyland. And the Matterhorn is designed to resemble the Matterhorn Mountain that is in the Alps. Alps. The Alps. Alps. The Alps. Alps. (laughs) Alps. 
you ride on bobsleds across the mountain, and you're just like trying to escape the abominable snowman. The what? Yeti. What did you say? I, said, <laughs> I think you said it right. She said it right. The abdominable. Oh, you said the abdominable. Does she have an extra D in there? Abdominable. Like your abdomen. Yeah. Abdominable. Abdominable. I'm like, this. She said it fine. Abominable. He's an ab guy. <laughs> He's got a twelve pack. He's a big dude. Oh, that's funny. <laughs> Alicia's really tired, I'm just so a disclaimer. So. Uh, so this was the first roller coaster within a Disney park and has a unique design because it was the first tubular steel roller coaster in the world. It's tubular. A qu- tubular. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> it's a quick coaster, but has been a fan favorite since its opening in 1959. So during this incident, a 15-year-old boy named Mark Maples was riding in Ashley Lake's alliteration. I love it, Mark Maples. I hope it's middle Mark name. Maples was riding the Matterhorn. <laughs> oh, yes, please. Oh, but wait. He passed away, didn't he? Yeah, for oh. whatever reason. Probably just being a 15-year-old boy. Maliciously. Mark's, Mark's ride. <gasps> stop it. You stop it right now, sir. <laughs> Mark's ride companion in the bobsled undid his restraint. And then Mark stood up on the ride right as it reached the peak. Obviously, when you're going at fast speeds over bumps and hills and then jerking and dropping, he it's not exactly out. stable footing. So Mark flew out of the bobsled after losing his balance and he fell onto the track below the ride. He fractured his skull, ribs, and sustained mm. a number of internal injuries. Three days later, he died in the hospital. That's really so, sad. Yeah. 15-year-olds are dumb. They honestly are. They're been there. Been done. Their frontal, their frontal, prefrontal cortex. Oh, I thought you were like, me. I was there. I was like, yeah, me too. Uh, too. (laughs) I was there too. So the Matterhorn had another serious incident in January of 1984. A 48-year-old woman named Dolly Eugene Young was riding the coaster. And it's unclear whether her restraint came undone due to faulty, faulty engineering or if she undid it herself. But she subsequently was thrown from the Matterhorn while riding it. Dolly was then hit by another bobsled car that was right behind her oh, and wow. decapitated. Oh, God. Ouch. During the COVID t- shutdowns of 2020, obviously the Matterhorn was shut down. But once the park reopened, the Matterhorn wasn't among the v- available rides. Um, Disney stated that it was due to parts of the ride needing refurbishments. But when I looked online, it looked like it was still closed even after supposedly being reopened in March of 2022. But I don't know. It's kind of weird. Like, there's just so much stuff. Like, well, Disney's all cloak and dagger, bitch. They got to keep their shit honestly. secret. Next, we're going to talk about the ride America Sings. America Sings opened in June of 1974, and the building was like crazy. So, it was a circular building with a giant outer ring, and it housed six theaters which were all connected by walls that divided them they moved every four minutes around the center of the building in a carousel like fashion to show a new cast of animatronic animals who put on a little show depending on the time era within history whoa okay i keep moving my hands and jeremy's mocking me (laughs) i thought we were being animatronic (laughs) uh so the whole ride was very dark other than the lights that shone down on to the stages um, do you understand how it goes? It's yeah, got an outer it seems shell. very complicated. Why didn't they just make people leave and then other people come in later? No, there's nine, th- or excuse me, six theaters. So with animatronics in them, in yeah. each little theater. And then the ride, there's a center where people sit and then the ho- the theaters would turn. So you would see a new show every four minutes. And that's minutes. the ring that's on the outside. There's another wall on the outside that's stationary. Okay. Do you understand what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. It's like a, I don't know, like an egg timer. Think of it kind of like that. There's that outer shell and mm-hmm. then the part that you move, but there's also a part in the middle where people would sit. Okay. So that egg timer that you would turn was where the stages were, and they would turn every four minutes. Mm-hmm. So it was, you were in there for 24 minutes. To see all six. To see all six mm-hmm. of the, okay. Yeah. So nine days after the attraction opened, a horrible incident happened. Now, the way that the ride worked is that between each act, a wall would rotate around a stationary wall, and Deborah Stone was an 18-year-old hostess at America Sings. 
Either she stepped backwards accidentally when the ride was moving or she was jumping from one stage to another. They don't really know. But somehow she got trapped between the stationary wall and the moving wall at 10.35 p.m. One of the audience members heard someone screaming and notified park staff. But sadly, a lot of the people that heard her screaming just thought it was part of the show. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When the carousel. Yeah. When the carousel was being reset for a new cycle at 11, they discovered that she had been crushed and died on the scene from her injuries. Half an hour later. Wow. Deborah's parents sued Disney for her death and received a small settlement. What we consider just hush. Here you go. Here's some hush money. Mm -hmm. Yep. Mm -hmm. After her death, the ride was closed. They installed new lights in the rotating platforms that were more so they could be more easily seen. They replaced all the carpet because it had been stained with her blood and they reconstructed and designed breakaway walls. So if something like that happened again, the walls would just break apart and not crush someone. But my issue is this only took three days and the ride was back up and running. To me, that just seems like a very short period of time to design, create and construct something to make it safe. But you know, Disney has always always been known for their magic and it would almost, it'd almost be less safe. You think, <clears throat> They're botching it, like throwing a Band-Aid on it just to reopen it. Yeah, exactly. This ride was designed to celebrate the United States Bicentennial, and I don't think there was much intent of it lasting very long mm-hmm. due to the theme within the parks. It didn't fit. So once the Bicentennial was over, the ride closed, and it was officially removed in 1988 and was replaced by Interventions. I'm not sure exactly what that is. It's a different kind of building and the star wars launch bay interventions that's the tv show about the drug addicts that people go I, in maybe and, they're making drugs yeah allegedly interventions yeah <laughs> interventions <laughs> yeah hey you know goopy has a problem oh for sure <laughs> tigger tigger is he he's bouncing he's bouncing i was gonna say he's got he's on some adderall if i ever saw it now, one thing I'm sure we have all thought about is how we could possibly sneak into an amusement park, especially if you're a teenager sneaking into Disney World or Disneyland would probably be the epitome of excitement. In June of 1966, Thomas Guy was 19 years old and wanted to do just that. He tried to gain access to the park by secretly climbing the 16 foot wall around the monorail track oh. during grad night, grad, grad night, not grad night, grad Gosh. night. Do you know what grad night is? Graduation night? Yeah, it's like all the seniors get to go. Yeah. To like the park. senior skip day? Kind of like that, yeah. Oh, not like senior citizens. <clears throat> no. <laughs> you know what? I think we should start a new trend that's not grad, it's grad. I like that. <laughs> Gets the point across. I, I think I like that. That's yeah. grad. Are you grad? It's like that is so fetch. It's grad. <laughs> So email Ashley at <laughs> murders at gmail.com. Uh, so he tried to climb the 16 foot fence onto the monorail track, which he could access through areas that weren't allowed by guests around the track. And as he was walking down the monorail track to get into the amusement park unsuspected, he started hearing shouts from a security guard. And the guard told him that he needed to get off the track as soon as possible, but Thomas just ignored him. He was assuming that, you know, he was yelling at him just to get off the tracks because he just needed to get off the tracks. (laughs) Get off the tracks (laughs) is the point we're trying to make here. Yeah. I think in some ways Um, you get off the tracks. So, yeah, he needed to get off the tracks. (laughs) But actually the guard was just trying to prevent him from getting hit by the train that was headed towards Thomas. The train struck Thomas and then dragged his body 30 to 40 feet. And the security guard, when interviewed, stated that he had to, quote, hose the kid off from the underside of the monorail. Oh, my God. They made the security. The cops didn't do that shit. It was 1966. So. Well, yeah. Okay. <clears throat> and wouldn't, wouldn't you yell, the train is coming. Get off the tracks. I don't think he could hear what he was saying. He was just yelling. yelling at him, and he's like, "Oh, he knows I'm not supposed to be on this." Right. That, okay. That's what I mean by. Okay. He thought he fair. just needed to get off the tracks like, just, because when someone's yelling at you when you're doing something illegal, just take a pause, stop running, and just listen to the actual words <laughs> they're saying, and just make sure there's not like imminent death around the corner. Yeah, I think that's a rule of thumb. We should uh, all that's live. It's a new by. rule. I think that'll be rule number three. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 
What's yeah. rule number two and number one? Um, rule number one is the wife is always right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and okay. rule number two is... Hail if, Satan. If, you're, if you think you're right, refer to rule number one. There you oh, go. Yeah. Okay. yeah I dig go. it. Okay. I, rule book. <laughs> Write so that down. the monorail is still open to this day. They still use it. Well, I don't imagine I'm that sure there's, there's a ton of people crawling on the freaking track. Yeah. I'm sure they've got all kinds of yeah. sensors. And... Yeah. But knowing that was one of the very first rides and it's still working. Right. Like that's kind of wild. It's like, what, 60 years of working? Well, and we're back to Walt Disney's obsession with trains, mm-hmm. so I would imagine that's probably a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for, uh, sentimental yes. ride. So they probably say keep kink, it. But... Okay, kinky. <laughs> kink is kink. trains. Kink is trains. Yeah, I don't kink shame. Kink can be trains. It's fine. <laughs> you saw it in risky business. So <laughs> another attraction that had controversy and is no longer used within Disney is the People Mover. The People Mover is exactly what its name says it is. It's a ride that picks people up and moves them around the park and then they get off. <laughs> Not. That's what she said. Yeah, boom. You got is it like a, like a ski lift kind of like the. No. I'd the People pitch. Mover within Disney kind of resembled a monorail or a train with sets of cars that sat four passengers per cart. The ride was set on elevated tracks that oversaw Disney in a circular shape and gave them like a grand tour. Nice. That's kind of cool. I was picturing more of like a claw machine type yeah. deal, but I guess that's that's all right. <laughs> Literally, I was like, I picked them up and I put them <laughs> over and here. And I moved them. <laughs> so in August of 1967, the ride had only been open for around a month. And a boy named Ricky Yama decided to jump between two of the cars on the People Mover as it passed through one of the tunnels. What? Yeah. He stumbled as he tried to climb and fell onto the tracks. Unfortunately, another oncoming group was right behind the cars Ricky was on, causing Ricky to be crushed under the wheels and dragged several hundred feet until the ride operator was able to finally stop the people mover. What would that be the thought process of that? Why would you jump between cars? Because well, it was grad was night. How old, okay. Yeah, so a freaking 18-year-old, cool. yeah. Yeah. Um, in June of 1980, a very similar thing happened to a boy named Gerardo, Gerardo Gonzalez. He was jumping between the cars as they were moving, and as the cars entered the tunnel, he lost balance and was crushed underneath them. The People Mover had a history of incidents where people were injured, like the situation where a girl lost her mouse ear cap and her friend and cousin jumped off the cars, jumped onto the rails, grabbed her hat, and then realized, oh, we have to jump onto another car because they jumped off the car. The, the one that they were on that yeah. was moving, yeah. So, oh, my God. Yeah, one of them got back on, jumped on the car It was as it was coming towards them. They were able to get back on, but another person um, didn't. They jumped right off <gasps> And fell down and onto concrete below. And yeah, they got pretty messed up and they tried to sue Disney, but some class they action park shit right here. Yep. The People Mover has been out of operation since 1995 and replaced with the ride. I don't know what this ride is or why it's called what it is, but it's called Rocket Rods. <laughs> I don't know what that is, but. We're just full of dirty names tonight. (laughs) For real. Before Disney started using its own characters and creations to decorate the park, they used a lot of popular stories and characters within their rides. So one such character was Tom Sawyer. And the character was from the novel created by Mark Twain, The Adventures of Tom Sawyer. So Tom Sawyer's Island was opened in 1956, and it was an artificial island surrounded by an artificial river, which was part of the Rivers of America. The island had lots of different activities, including a raft that you took from the main park to the island. But in June of 1973, an 18-year-old boy named Bogdan Delarue and his 10-year-old brother decided to do what everyone secretly dreams of doing. They wanted to stay in the park after everyone was gone and explore. Their best chance was to hide out on Tom Sawyer's Island, which closed at dusk. So they hid away in an area that guests were not allowed into. And after a couple of hours of hiding out, they wanted to get back into the main park. Instead of getting the crew that was still on the island for help, they didn't want to get in trouble, obviously. So they chose to swim across the river back to the park. But the biggest problem was that the younger brother didn't know how to swim. Oh, Jesus. Great plan. 
Being the courageous big brother that he was, Bogdan decided to put his younger brother on his back as he tried to swim across, but he only made it halfway. He drowned in the river, and his younger brother luckily was able to stay above water by doggy paddling, and a boat operator saw him struggling. Right. That's like almost like instinct. You know, like you mm -hmm. like if a puppy gets thrown into water, like... They it doggy just, paddle? Right. Mm -hmm. It just happens. <laughs> that was unintentional on my part. Uh, when that they sucks. discovered what had happened, they were able to... <laughs> sorry. <laughs> this all caught up with me. Yep. I'm so sorry. <laughs> uh, when they discovered what had happened, they were able to find the drowned body, or they weren't able to find the drowned body of Bogdan until the following morning. But this isn't the only life that the Rivers of America took. During the annual grad night, a very intoxicated 18-year-old Philip Strahan and his friend decided to sneak into a cast-only area and steal a rubber emergency maintenance boat from Tom Sawyer's Island. Both Phil and his friend were full of excitement from not only graduating high school, being at Disney, but also because it was Phil's 18th birthday that day. Although they were trying to drive it, it was pretty hard for them to keep control of, especially since they were drunk. And they ended up hitting a rock near Tom Sawyer's Island, which deflated the boat. Um, Phil's friend was able to get to shore and look for help, but when they went back to Phil, he was nowhere to be found. They found him an hour later drowned. The victim's brother tried to sue Disney for negligence for allowing his brother to get intoxicated, um, allowing him in the park and for not supervising them properly but the lawsuit was unsuccessful right that's, that's kind of a stretch yeah that yeah. is a stretch that. i'm sorry well he was probably even at least hoping for a settlement yeah, yeah some hush hush money yeah right, right keep it to yep. yourself and i'm sure he got something i don't know so it was quiet kind of thing i'm sure there's a lot of that going on mm. oh yeah for sure and you know it so far there it, it I don't hear anything that was actually the park's fault. No, we'll I'm sure. Oh, we'll I'll say I'm sure most of the, at least the publicized catastrophes or whatever. Well, a lot of stuff happened, and the the stuff that is known happened in the '60s and '70s and '80s, so that you only know a little bit of information, and it's like how much was mm -hmm. the park liable for, like right. You know, obviously those boys stayed on the island. Why was the island not built? Yeah. Why didn't have right. security guards that were ma mm -hmm. making sure people didn't make bad decisions? Because unfortunately, when people are left to their own accord, they're most likely to make risky right. decisions. Right. Especially mm -hmm. teenagers. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. Teenagers are going to drink and they're going to do dumb shit. It's just how it is. What would you do in the park after hours? Everything's going to be shut down. What are I you would be do? so fucking scared. Right. Out of my brain. For real. I would be so scared. I'd be like, I mean, there's animatronic mice. Yeah. Ooh, oh, no. I, I'd eat so much fucking cotton candy. I wouldn't be able to be retained. Oh, yeah, you're right. We go to the restaurants. <laughs> well, and you no, know what you can I be scared from? I go to the from? big castle. What's the big castle? There's no, two of them. There's too much security. It's like a hotel. <laughs> it's like kind of a hotel. Cinderella's castle. Yes, and that one. castle. Yeah. You would be really scared because there's ghosts at Disney. And if you listen to the United States of Paranormals episode about <gasps> Disney and haunted oh Disney, God, you'd know more. Episode 18. Episode 18. Yep. I'm going to listen to that. Wait, that's what? already dropped now, but like, when does that drop? In like a month. Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> so this will drop before that. Yeah. Yes. Oh, okay, okay. In June of 2000, a 23-year-old Spanish woman got off the Indiana Jones adventure ride and started complaining of a very severe headache. She was taken to the hospital, and it was discovered that she had a brain hemorrhage. Nearly three months later, on September 1st, she ended up dying from a cerebral aneurysm, and her family retaliated against Disney. They said that the woman died from the violent shaking and stresses imposed on the ride, which were not properly labeled when she chose to get on it. The California Supreme Court concluded that amusement parks are under the term common carriers and have an obligation to, and duty to state whether they have a risk for using them, not unlike planes and mm -hmm. trains and elevators and ski lifts, or excuse me, ski lifts. Um, etc. They stated that it was Disney's duty to care for the safety and health of the people using these rides. So Disney in turn settled the lawsuit for an undisclosed sum, but the medical cost for the victim totaled over $1.3 million. <gasps> yeah. In September of 2000, a four-year-old boy was riding with his family on the ride uh, Roger Rabbit's cartoon <laughs> spin. 
Ride, on this ride, there are several toon cars on a track that's like a train, and each car sits two people, and the cars can spin 360 degrees as you go through chasing Jessica Rabbit with Roger Rabbit. This ride is aimed for people of all ages, so the four-year-old was old enough and tall enough to ride the ride. Oh, no. Yeah. Somehow when the car was spinning, he was thrown from the car from the opening door to get on and off and ended up under it. He was dragged for long enough to sustain severe internal injuries, cardiac arrest, and brain damage. Wow. Yeah. At this point, Disney cast members were instructed to first call the Disney Security Center, who would then call emergency emergency personnel. Um, And it was determined by records that five minutes had passed between the time that the victim fell out of the car and an ambulance was called. So, in October of 2000, Disneyland decided to change its policy regarding ride operators calling the security center first and in an emergency and in an emergency they needed to call 911. But um they said that there was no correlation between the incident within Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin and the policy change, okay. but I think there definitely was. In December of 2000, an investigation concluded that the incident about the incident that a lap bar had malfunctioned and was placed in the incorrect area or excuse me, the boy was placed in the incorrect area of the car. So children are to be sat on the inside away from the entrance and exit door so they don't fly out. Mm -hmm. But he was placed next next to to it. it. Yeah. In 2002, Disney settled in court to pay for the guests' medical bills and for pain and suffering, but they weren't obligated to take blame for what had happened. Mm. Isn't that crazy? On January 26, 2009, the victim died from his injuries. So, um... That was nine years later, and he was 13 years old. So was he just, like, on a breathing tube, like... In, yeah, he was... He had... Like, brain, brain dead. dead? Yeah. Oh, my God. So and Disney was sad. putting the bill for that nine years that he was in yes. there? Yes. Yep. Interesting. Yeah. I mean, as they should, but... Yeah. Wow. But they've never taken obligation. They've right. never vocally it. said this was our fault. Yeah. Yeah. Which you would think they would design a ride... Because that's just human error. The park person didn't, or the ride attendant didn't say, listen, he can't sit there. He needs to sit in the middle. You can't design rides so that that park. That mistake can be made. Exactly. Because that's what six carts run. You run the ride, you know, 50 times a day. Mm -hmm. That's 300 opportunities for failure. Like you can't design a ride like that. It's crazy. Throughout the history of Disneyland, there has been an array of weird injuries that have occurred. There used to be a pack mules that you could ride through Nature's Wonderland, and uh, one of the mules' saddles broke, causing the guests to fall down and go down an incline, which injured them. The incident closed the ride permanently, and the rider was awarded a $142,000 settlement. In 2001, a six-year-old girl lost most of her left index finger while playing with a toy rifle on Tom Sawyer's Island. So the rifle was mounted on a turret in Fort Wilderness. Um, She was rushed to the hospital, and doctors tried to reattach her finger, but they were unsuccessful. I don't know what happened. I don't think it was a gun. I was going to say, did she shoot it off? No. There was... I I don't think it was a working gun. I think she sliced her finger somehow on the yeah. trigger mechanism. Wow. Yeah, if it's mounted on a turn, it was probably just like a toy gun that yeah. you, know, you could actually set out there. She got which a is, paw or something. Which is kind of odd. I mean, I guess now looking at it, they probably probably don't have like toy guns mounted. In yeah. I bet, I bet something happened where she got her finger stuck and then dropped down or something. Yeah. I had a friend who her dad lost his um, left ring finger. Because he, I think he was a garbage man and, uh, excuse me, sanitation worker, and he was mm-hmm. holding on and he jumped down and his ring got caught oh. and yep. ripped his that finger right off. That happens a lot. They yeah. really say, they say you shouldn't get tungsten rings, especially if you work in like a factory or a disposal environment, because if it gets caught, they can't cut that tungsten. Yeah. They can cut gold, they can cut silver, they right. can cut platinum. They can't cut that tungsten, so you have to cut your finger off instead of yeah. losing your ring. That's crazy. I didn't yeah. know that. Um, so yeah, she was rushed to the hospital. The doctors tried to reattach her finger, but were unsuccessful. And Disney didn't report this incident to OSHA, uh, but they didn't have to. See, only injuries that occur on the ride themselves qualify for reporting to OSHA. This was deemed playground equipment, so it didn't meet the qualifications for the area to be put under review. Man, these guys at Disney's are 
freaking bright. Yeah. Right? And I'm hoping that's changed now. Right. I doubt it is. The Disney Skyway is basically a glorified ski lift that grows across parts of Disney. In 1994, a 30-year-old man fell off the Skyway from one of the gondolas and into a tree in front of Alice in Wonderland, the Alice in Wonderland area. Um, when paramedics came, they treated him for minor injuries and sent him on his way. But the man still filed a $25,000 lawsuit against Disney, stating that he had fallen out of the ride by their fault. Mm. But of course, right before the trial date, the man came forward and stated that he actually jumped from the ride and mm-hmm. didn't fall. So the lawsuit money, was money, dropped. Money, money, money. Mm-hmm. An 18-year-old man became paralyzed when he fell off of Space Mountain in 1983, and Disney was sued by that man. And somehow the court ruled that Disney wasn't at fault for the incident, but it's not stated why. The jury was even taken to to ride Space Mountain. The whole jury was taken. Um, <laughs> That's the jury you want to be right, on. Right, right. Like, we're going to Disneyland. <laughs> right. And Disney even brought in several of the ride's cars to the showroom, or to the courtroom, to show them exactly how they all worked. Now, a lot of the injury or death cases, ironically, all fall back on the guests. Since its creation, the purpose of Disney was to be family-friendly and clean fun. That Disney is always upholding its best. There's this urban myth that no one has ever died at a Disney park, mm-hmm. um, which all of the people that have died were not declared dead until they were at the hospital. Yep. Tricky mm-hmm. wording. Yep. yep. So it's really a technicality to the point of even if the paramedics are obviously seeing this very dead person, they are not allowed to stop life-saving techniques until the ambulance gets to the hospital and off of Disney grounds. Now, this may be a law within California and Florida. The laws are kind of foggy where a doctor or RN has to be the one to call the time of death, Mm -hmm. but it can be done over the phone. So not only that, they've been under fire several times for getting rid of evidence of crimes before they were even under investigation by law enforcement. There's been several times that they have sent crews into deep, clean areas where people were hurt or died so that they could get the rides back up and running before the areas could be investigated or documented. Sketchy. Yeah. The wild thing about Disney when a death or injury happens is they don't shut down. They don't even shut down an area around where it happened. There was a story of a man who had uh, unalived himself in a Disney hotel. And instead of just... Unalived himself? Yeah. So instead of shutting down the hotel and like moving people out, etc., they just kept everything going as normal, but put up signs that said, pardon our dust, and uh, put up blinders around the area so that the police could get it going and out without being seen um and then they had a bunch of costume characters set up close to the hotel to diverge all the attention away from the hotel and attract people to kind of camouflage this the scene they literally won't shut down for anything and that's why when they shut down for COVID, it was such a huge deal right. because yeah. they won't even shut down for people dying we were gonna go to i don't know if they're related universal studios is that any relation i don't think so oh well they shut down for COVID too and it was like oh I, th- I think they they're in the same area, though, ain't they? Ain't yeah. They? yeah, it's and like Florida. all this. That's why I wasn't sure if it was yeah. like one of their sub campus type things. I but, don't think so. But yeah, they refunded all of our money and everything. We had our tickets and everything for right it. Right on. Oh, man. Mm-hmm. So Disney likes to keep Disney issues within Disney. A lot of the emergency personnel are employed by Disney within the Disney park, um, basically, so that they. If anything happens within the parks, the staff for Disney handles it. Right, they can contain it. Yes. Um,. So they don't have to, like, worry about park occurrences and incidents, but it's kind of been tossed in the air that maybe this is because Disney wants to be able to keep complete control over the incidents that go on within the park. Mm -hmm. And that if they need something changed, like within the story, it's a lot easier for the employees to just lie about it Mm -hmm. because they're getting their paychecks from Disney. Right, right. And, like, your immediate supervisor, someone you've grown close with over... Maybe you've worked there for six months, two years, whatever. Says, listen, I know this happened at six oh five, but if you could say it happened at six oh seven, it would really yeah. make it a lot easier for us. Yeah. So I don't know about you, but deaths at Disney are a little suspect. Like, how is it always the person's faults? Mm-hmm. So what do you think? I think that there's a lot of money being tossed around, and that money talks. And money can very easily control narratives. Mm -hmm. That's what I think. But I do want to know who 
you said, you know, they've been criticized for maybe like scrubbing crime scenes or or death scenes or injury scenes, whatever. Who was the person making those calls? Exactly. You know, was that the just the general manager of that ride? Was it the GM of the park? Was it the CEO? Was it the owner? Was it Mr. Walt Disney himself? <laughs> dun, dun, dun. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, From beyond who, the grave. Who is giving these orders? And I mean, it's got to be going through a few people. One of those people had to been like, this is not okay. Like, this isn't right. Like, I shouldn't do this. Yeah. You know? I think so, right? But I think when you're an employee, it seems like a, a smaller scale. Well, and, and the, the employees that work for disney a lot of them live on disney property they have right, like right. this whole it's little encompassing. Yeah. yeah it's kind of weird yeah it's the perfect world okay so i knew you had some shit to say he's just so... looking at us like shut up <laughs> most of everyone that you said i mean could be legitimately linked to visitor error, error. Yeah, right right for sure. right yeah and um I know you said something about a Band-Aid, but, it, you know, it, it sounds to me like they took in consideration, like, uh, the sm- was it the small world, uh, the the animatronics? America Sings. America Sings, sorry. <laughs> that they actually, okay, this could be a problem. Let's see what we can fix it. I know you said it was kind of a Band-Aid, but still, right. you know, breakaway walls and stuff like that so that won't happen is a big major undertaking, I would think, to put that stuff in. Um yeah, and it only took them three days. So yeah, like, and that's pretty, my mind. It's pretty crazy. But they are days. a huge conglomerate. I mean, yeah. they bring people in. They probably have, you know, 50 workers. Yeah, but this was in the 70s, though. It yeah, wasn't as still, popular then. But still, I, I from the stories you tell, I mean, these are, these are, some of these are really gruesome deaths, but people, ju- sorry, people jumping trains and cars oh, yeah. and stuff. yeah. That's just to me is the stupidity of the visitor mm-hmm. and, oh, for and sure. so on and so forth. So I don't really, I don't really see it as uh, you know I, I don't see it as a Disney thing that it's their fault from that what's have. been released to that, the public. That is exactly. Yeah, I'm just I'm going the, by what she even what I'm she's telling to right bet now. Their rides back then it wasn't the whole like we with both our hands up we grabbed the bars and that shit locks us in. Mm-hmm. It was probably a leather buckle. It could you know, very well just be, yeah. a buckle that you can undo at your own fruition if you so please, you know. Well, or and so choose. When I do the Disney World one, there's some situations like an alligator attack that um <laughs> Sorry. I sorry, that's not funny. Everything. There's yeah, an the, alligator the, the... attack that it was definitely the fault of the the parks right oh and i believe it there I'm, I'm just going by the stories you told today right oh, yeah. now yeah, and, yeah, yeah. and in kind of looking at those and being like i don't really see that as disney's fault that those happen maybe but the, what if the maybe the child been, right maybe that's the little four-year-old it's containing but, the story what if yeah. the story's oh, well, been, containing the facts once once again and, and i'll go with the insight from the two episode two and I and I know this is this which is little, I haven't heard, yeah, which is a little different because it hasn't been released yet. But you know, Walt built a place that you know could be for kids and and their parents to come, and you know he really cared about this place and what they brought, yeah. what they brought to the table. You know, you kind of got to do some of those things so that you don't scare off everybody. It's like, well, we're gonna go. I mean, we all know there's problems if you're going to ride a roller coaster. I mean, well, anything say, yeah. can happen, but yeah. you know, you don't want to like put that stuff out there. You you would lose all your business, yeah, one hundred percent. So I can, yeah, I can kind of right see it. at like a PR standpoint. Yeah. You're and not you, wrong, but at a legal standpoint, you should do right by those families. But well, and they're not saying even that. If I'm it's not under saying wraps. they, yeah, didn't. Which I mean, they yeah. might have. Yeah, yeah you're right. You it might just know. be under wraps. Yeah. Well, and are they legally obligated to tell the complete and total true story to the public right, of what goes right. on within the park? That, that is that's they, a moral dilemma. Yeah. Or do they only have to release this is how many people have died here? You don't have to go into explanation of why. Because it could be somebody had a heat so stroke and passed what's out on their the, official number as of right now? How many I people have died Disneyland there? Disneyland is 25. Oh, that's not bad, man. That's not bad. No. That's not bad for being open. What they open like in the 50s or some shit? Yeah, but that's what the what that's, is known. That is the that is the public number. Yeah, that's the, public the official number. Yeah. number. Yeah, that have died at Disney. Right, not, not the people that have died 
just outside of the gates. Yeah. (laughs) In the ambulance on the way to the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, that number could be 500. Who knows? Yeah, you don't. Well, and there was, and obviously I don't have like good sources for this, but there were people that used to be past cast members that said, oh, yeah, people just like had heart attacks all the time and just fell Right. Over and dead. you can't even use that number against with them. With the too. stamina of that goes on within walking through Disney. Mm-hmm. I mean, right. Walking in so heat. 10 of those 20 whatever might be just people who just keeled over. Yeah. It wasn't like they got ran over by a ride. Or the problem that comes by into the thing is it's not stress that, okay, you need to keep yourself safe because this is why. I'm sure they push like Drink water, kids. <laughs> like, you know, oh, that kind of thing. Oh, my God. But <laughs> that, and, but the one thing about that is that is the fucking parent's job. You're an adult. You need to make sure your fucking kid stays hydrated. Oh, no, I'm just, not just saying kids. I'm saying adults. Well, like, adults need to not be fucking kids. Dumb and drink fucking <laughs> water when you're going to be walking in the fucking sun for seven hours. And I, and I agree with you. You should be you should be very due diligent with drinking water, Gatorade, stuff like that. But what, track. what yeah. is the price of a bottle of water ding, in ding. Disney? Right. And are you allowed to bring in outside water? And yeah. how many tents? Do they have mist tents? Are there seizure tents? Are yep. there, if you get overheated, do they have medical tents? How close was it? Yeah. I know. There's, a, There's lot a lot that can go right. along with that. But You're I mean, right. In my perfect world, it's just drink your water and drink, you'll be yeah. fine. But I'm not a. You'll be fine. But I'm not a 57 year old with like a congenital exactly. heart condition or something, you know? Like. There are a 50 year old who's going hiking with his wife. <laughs> <laughs> I will take my Gatorade and my Powerade. <laughs> and he won't have to eat hey, a turtle. Hey, drink that G Fit. Fuck that sugar Gatorade shit. Drink Gatorade G Fit. That shit's so good and right. there's no sugar in it. Okay. Sorry. That's, no, that's good advice because I'm going to need it. Do you hear yeah. that? Listeners, 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 don't drink that old Gatorade. We are, it's a new time. We're not drinking drink any that sugar, G-fit. no matter how good it tastes. Sugar's terrible. Yeah, definitely not. It makes you fat and it gives you cancer. Oh, shit. We're not sponsored by Mountain Dew. Are you sure? <laughs> Mountain Dew, smile. No, they won't sponsor us now. They're going to be like, I mean, fuck Matt's you. Matt's working on his Dr. Pepper one, so. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's cool as fuck. I know you already have on the books, or I don't know, but I know it's already in your head that you're going to do some some other Disney shit. So we're going to talk about like some tunnels and shit, right, eventually in the future? Some conspiracy shit? Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that for the paranormal one because that's more uh, of the paranormal vein. No, it's not. It's real. They're there. <laughs> Sorry. Are you talking about the tunnels underground? Yeah, under the, the cast the, members. Under yeah, and then with the trash can, they jump in, and then with the trash can back, and they're gone. <laughs> no, that's that's Perry the Platypus. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So I want to hear what you guys think. Again? No. <laughs> Sorry. All right. So listen, I don't... Anyway, <laughs> well, as we were saying... The murd nerds out there. The murd nerds across the murd America. Murd America! I okay. want a t-shirt that says murd America. You need to work oh on God. a murd America. You need to work on grandmas for murd nerds. Yep. And you need to make a special one from last episode about... Ashley and what was it? Boning? I don't. <laughs> what? I don't know. Oh, Remember the job, the slaughterhouse, the bone, well, the boning oh, job. Yeah. yeah, the job is boning. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. My, you, you should just say Ashley. Says, we do also. We need to um, pick a date where we're going to cut off for selling our camp murdered shirts. We'll do August first. August first. Wow, you just pulled. You didn't even miss a beat. August first is the last. Day to order Camp Murdered shirts. Mm-hmm. Okay, sorry. Camp's I just... over. Camp's over August 1st, guys. Right. Yep. School starts the 23rd, motherfuckers. It doesn't. It starts the 10th. It starts the 10th, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, we want to hear from you. What do you like? What do you not like? What do you... Let's not do the not like. I've been in a sad mood. I don't want to hear anything yeah. more about what you don't like about Give our Give us a break podcast. for this week. Yeah. Just maybe like a little bit longer than a week, but uh, <laughs> just contact us on our social media platforms. We've got TikTok, we've got Instagram, we've got Facebook, we've got Purell. We've got Purell. Um, or you can. <laughs> this kills the most. It says germs. kills the most germs. I like that. The most. But 
you can email us at murdernerds at gmail.com. Please do. Yeah. Like right now we're just getting like advertisements for things and i'm tired of reading them i want something something exciting it's like you have seven new offers online or no we want to hear from you guys yeah if you're an apple or spotify listener feel free to rate and review us this is the best and easiest way to share your thoughts and support the podcast um you can also support the podcast by pledging a monthly donation or checking out our merch links to both are available in the show notes and on our social media pages if you like what we're doing here at Murder Nerds, you can also enjoy the other shows within the Mo- Golden Mojo family of podcasts, um, Golden Image Podcast, Indiana Chiefs fans, The Call Guys, or the United States of Paranormal. And we will be doing a uh, Call Guys crossover. What's the release date for the first Indiana Chiefs fans podcast? Will it have already dropped? This next Tuesday. It'll be, what is it, the 12th? That's June. It'll it be is. July. That's incorrect. <laughs> July twelfth was was the first uh, episode. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that I I had to ask. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. It's Which, a good. It's a good question. July twelfth is my friend Craig's birthday. So happy birthday, Craig. Which Craig? Craig Monier. <laughs> Who? The is that hot? The destroyer. Craig? The destroyer. Craig the destroyer. Oh, okay. So <laughs> I can see it now, man. They were on murderers talking about you, Craig, the destroyer. He's single and ready to, to destroy some single, but not with Ashley. <laughs> he found out. I found that out the hard way. No, not in a good way. Not the good hard way. Not the good hard way. <laughs> not the good God, hard way. Man, the sad digging, hard way. Keep digging that hole. <laughs> right, right. The hard way as to where I tried to force him to take me out, and he said yes, and then never did. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. That happened. Maybe, anyway. maybe neither one of you know what you're missing. I He definitely doesn't know what he's missing. <laughs> and I don't give a shit what I'm missing. <laughs> okay, sorry. He's a wonderful person. I so. really like Craig. Hence why I tried to force him into taking me on a date. <laughs> I think he's very cute. He's adorable. I love Craig. Yeah, he's <laughs> all right. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, anyway, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll be back next week with another interesting story performed by Ashley. Goodbye. Bye-bye. <laughs> Thank you.